Well, welcome to uh, you guys on Facebook, too. I, <clears throat> I see Matt and Marcy's there. <clears throat> if you guys didn't know it, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Matt and Marcy helped us uh, bring uh, Shane Watts home. So Shane, Shane Watts is back in town. He, uh, that was last Saturday, a week ago Saturday, so uh, you'll probably see him around, but anyway, Matt and Marcy were good help, and uh, Marcy's working in Harrisonville now, and they're, they're still hoping to move down to Harrisonville in the next uh, next few weeks, so they'd like to move in March, or by March, I kind of forget the timing, so <clears throat> anyway, we'll uh, remember them, they want to be here, and so we're glad you joined us on Facebook as well as Carol and Dottie and whoever else is on there, Amita. <laughs> yeah, Amita's always on. She's here and there. She's. <laughs> I, I wanted to read you guys a, uh, a quote before we study Jeremiah this morning. Let me take my Bible there, honey. Can you grab your purse? <clears throat> but... Uh, We've said for, from the beginning there's a lot of parallels with Jeremiah's time as well as our time in America. And I'm going to give you a quote here from Daniel Webster. Uh, him and his father helped write the Webster's Dictionary. And uh, see if this quote kind of resonates with Jeremiah as well as our time. <clears throat> And Jeremiah, or Jeremiah, Daniel, Daniel Webster died in 1852. I, I just looked that up. So, so this quote is about 170 or 80 years old. And Daniel Webster, he prophesied the future of America when he said, "If religious books are not widely circulated among the masses in this country, I do not know what is going to become of us as a nation." He said, if truth be not diffused, then error will be. If God and his word are not known and received, the devil and his works will gain the ascendancy. If the evangelical volume does not reach every hamlet, the pages of a corrupt and licentious literature will. If the power of the gospel is not felt throughout the length and breadth of this land, anarchy and misrule, degradation and misery, corruption and darkness will reign without mitigation or end. And uh, so I just thought that was pretty powerful, isn't it? He, uh, <clears throat> he, was, he was right on the mark, wasn't he? <clears throat> So with that being said, let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 40. If you remember last week, uh, Nebuchadnezzar overtook Jerusalem. And Jeremiah 39 and verse 8 is a good verse to remember because that is when Jerusalem was burned, the tabernacle was, or I'm sorry, the temple was destroyed. And as we're going to see in this first few verses of Jeremiah 40, uh, there's uh, the people of Jerusalem, the, the tribe of Judah and Benjamin are taken captive and they're getting escorted off to Babylon <clears throat> where they will spend the next 70 years. And the the people of Judah and the people of Benjamin <clears throat> usually those are called uh, are those the northern or southern tribes? We'll give you a little review here. There you go. question. Judah and Benjamin are they northern or southern tribes? What what Pat say? Southern. <laughs> they are the southern tribes. And oftentimes they're just called Judah. They're kind of lumped together. And the northern tribes, there's ten of those. <clears throat> and they are primarily in the, the north of Israel. And their capital kind of became Samaria. And that's a little bit why the Samaritans are, are hated. So the southern tribes were Judah and Benjamin. And they are uh, uh, centered around Jerusalem. 
and I'm trying to see if the the town I was looking for I don't see it on here I think I know about where it's at but uh, anyway let's read uh, Jeremiah <clears throat> somebody read 1, 2, and 3 of chapter 40 Shannon have you got that already? Uh, yeah. Chap- verse, yep. the, one, two, three. yep. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after that Nebuzar Adam, the captain of the guard, had let him go from Ramah. When he had taken him, he set up in chains, all that were carried away captive of Jerusalem, <coughs> which were carried away captive unto Babylon. And the captain of the guard took Jeremiah and said unto him, The Lord thy God hath pronounced this evil upon this place. Now the Lord hath brought it, and done according as he hath said, because ye have sinned against the Lord, and have not obeyed his voice, therefore this thing is come upon you. Alright, so in verse 1 there, <clears throat> there's a word that came to Jeremiah, and this, uh, so it's, it's funny, Nebuchadnezzar's name is close to the captain of his guard was... Nebuzardan so it's it's close to Nebuchadnezzar I thought that's kind of interesting and he was he was carried away with those that were taken captive and they were bound in chains and taken captive of Jerusalem and this Rama or Rama there's like three or four of these uh, towns called that but I think it's on the other side of the Jordan River maybe in modern day Jordan so that this town of Ramah you know it was 40-50 miles maybe I would guess uh, from Jerusalem and so they were so Jeremiah was just kind of taken away with the captives <clears throat> and uh <clears throat> Well, I want to make a comment about this, but uh, so the word Rama is what goes in your first blank. So he was taken with them to Rama, and I was really hoping to find out a little more about that town for you. This chapter is only 16 verses long, and so I kind of want to take our time and go through here today. But one thing I saw this week that I hadn't seen when we were coming through, but if you go back to Jeremiah 13, you know, we could look at a lot of reasons why the tribe of Judah disobeyed the Lord. They had their idolatry. But I think that there is uh, something here in Jeremiah 13 that I hadn't seen before. It's a thirteen seventeen, and here it says. I think it says it a couple times in this chapter thirteen seventeen. Then shalt thou say unto them, Thus saith the Lord: Behold, I will fill all the habitations of this land, even the kings that sit upon David's throne, and the priests and the prophets. Am I at the right place? Thirteen, seventeen. I'm reading verse fourteen. Okay, down down to seventeen. <clears throat> but if ye will not hear, my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride, and mine eyes shall weep sore and run down with tears because the Lord's flock is carried away captive. And so that that's what goes in your second blank. Just the word pride. <clears throat> And uh, we, we, we could talk a lot about that. Uh, some say it's kind of the original sin with, with Lucifer. He wanted to sit at, on God's throne and uh, and uh, he, he's got those five I will statements in Isaiah 14 that I, I will exalt my throne above the stars of heaven and I will sit on the sides of the north and, and yet uh, the Lord said he will cast him down and so <clears throat> Judah you know when they had Jeremiah they had all these prophets that kept saying you know uh, you know you got to keep the Sabbath you got to do all these things and they kept rejecting that so then they, the prophets were saying you're going to Babylon you're, you're going into captivity 
So don't fight with the Babylonians, but they kept uh, fighting the Babylonians, so their pride kind of kept them from listening and obeying. And, uh, you know, they were like, well, we're God's people. This is the promised land. We're staying here. We're going to fight. The enemy's not going to come in. And Jeremiah's like, you know, it, it's uh, it's too far gone. The... <clears throat> The last of the good kings really was Josiah, and he's the one that tore down the idols, and he, uh, you know, cast out the, uh, you know, those high places were were thrown down, and <clears throat> and the idols were destroyed, and so uh, that was kind of the last little re- pocket of revival. <clears throat> but by this time. It was kind of too late, and uh, Zedekiah, Zedekiah was the last king, and he he said no. Uh, he 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 even had a chance for kind of a eleventh hour thing. This is just kind of personal thing that I make notes in my Bible, and if they're very important, I uh, date it. But I didn't mm. take this. But on that Jeremiah thirteen seventeen, I wrote in there to the side my mother's heart. Because mm. we mother, we weep in secret places when we see pride overtaking our children, and they are carried away captive. Mm. So I don't remember exactly what was going on at that time. If it was huh. for someone else or uh, wow. whatever, but uh, anyway, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> at first, I thought you were saying. Your mother's heart is one of pride. I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying, yeah, for the children. That's good. That's real good. So anyway, that, that's what um, he's like saying. You, you won't hear, and so yeah, they're weeping in secret places because the Lord's flock is carried away captive. So yeah, that was. Just a really uh, disappointing time, and, and I put I put the verse from Proverbs in your hand out there. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. <clears throat> and so you, we we we've kind of got front row seats in our own country for this, don't we? To uh, there's pride goeth before destruction, and so. Anyway, that's that's good uh, admonition for all of us to hear. Um, all right, well, let's read these next three verses back in Jeremiah 40. <clears throat> let's read verses uh, 4, 5, and 6, if somebody's got that. Jim? Well, I was going to say, uh, verse 2 is pretty cool, that even the Babylonians knew why they were being taken away. Uh huh. You know, the world sometimes will recognize sin in our life, even when we don't. You know, well, that, that's my that's kind of my comment on this next section was Jeremiah had a good testimony. I mean, the Babylonians are essentially the lost world. They're they're the enemy of God's people, and. I just thought it was interesting. Jeremiah is well spoken. He he has favor with them, and and we need that, don't we? We we need. Uh, I think it's in uh, the Gospel of Luke where <clears throat> the Lord had favor with God and man, and so we 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 want favor with God and man. So we we do need to have a good testimony, uh, even among the lost world and. You know, I've had some uh, conversation with the gentleman that scoops the snow in our parking lot, and he's very respectful, and I I don't know if he's a saved man. I've invited him to church a time or two, but anyway, uh, this week, as he pushed the snow, he called me and said, Steve, you know, I've I've got three or four hundred extra pounds of salt in my truck, and you know, I don't want to save it till the next snow. Uh, I won't charge you for it. Do you care if I just put it on your parking lot? I'm like, yeah, yeah, please, you know. And so I looked at that as having favor with uh, this man. He said, you know, I don't want you to show up on Sunday and see this salt and think that I charge you for it. I just want to give it to you guys. And he's like, yeah. He said, I know churches are tight on money. And anyway, it was just kind of a nice gesture on his part. And. And I, I I was able to tell Brian that so 
But anyway, those, those are those are little things that you just think that the good good hand of the Lord's with you. So, so yeah, Jim, go ahead and read the next uh, three verses, four, five, and six. <laughs> and now, behold, I loose thee this day from the chains which were upon thy hand. If it seem good unto thee, come with me into Babylon. Come, and I will look well unto thee. But if it seem ill unto thee to come with me into Babylon, forbear. Behold, all the land is before thee, whether it seemeth good and convenient for thee to go, thither go. Now while he was now while he was not yet gone back, he said, Go back also to get get Eliah, the son of Ahakam, the son of Shaphan. Whom the king of Babylon hath made governor over the cities of Judah, and dwell with him among the people, or go wheresoever it seemeth convenient unto thee to go. So the captain of the guard gave him victuals and reward, and let him go. Then went Jeremiah unto Gedaliah, the son of Achan, to Mizpah, and dwelt with him among the people that were left in the land. All right. Just a second here. Uh... So I, I wonder what we would have chosen, but uh, so Jeremiah gets this favor with uh, the captain of the guard of Babylon, and he is told, uh, you know what, you you can go with with us to Babylon, and and you'll be cared for. We'll, we'll make sure you got uh, you know plenty of food and a place to stay. He said, or you can go back to Gedaliah. We're leaving this guy, uh, Gedaliah, as the governor of, of the land while we're taking most of the people captive. He said, or you can just go wherever you want to go. So he, he kind of gets these three choices. And uh, what does he choose there? And, and why do you think he does in verse 6? Where does he go? goes back to Jerusalem, I think, because he loved the city. and the, Yeah. And the city of God. Yeah, and, and t- turn with me in your teaching point there. I said Jeremiah followed David's principle that it's better to fall in the hand of the Lord than into the hand of man. And that is found over here in, in 2 Samuel. Let's all go there. Do you remember when uh, King David numbered the people and he was not supposed to number the people? <clears throat> And so God brings a plague upon Jerusalem. It's in Second uh, Samuel 24. This is right at the end of Second Samuel. And uh, he has Joab number the people. And somebody read for us Second Samuel 24:14. <clears throat> And David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait. Let us fall now into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great, and let me not fall into the hand of me. Yeah, so I think Jeremiah was in a similar situation. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of his exactly his uh, choices here. Uh, oh, he was, give, he was given the offer of seven years of famine. <clears throat> or... Uh, three months to flee before his enemies <clears throat> and uh, David's like you know he's just going to let God decide what his future you know he, he knew he had sinned and <clears throat> so God does bring this pestilence and, and this but anyway I think Jeremiah looked at it like that like you know I, I could go into captivity I know you know I know a lot of the people that's going there but kind of like you, Jimmy, I think he decided, you know, this is this is the promised land. I've got an option to go or stay. I'm just going to stay here. And um, so anyway, I, I don't know exactly how that relates to our lives. Uh, I know I had a preacher tell me one time, he's like, Steve, if, if I don't have a peace or if I don't know what to do, he says, I don't do anything. I've, I've thought about that sometime when I don't know what to do. <clears throat> he said, if I, if I don't have a peace about making a decision, I, do, I, don't, I don't do anything. And uh, maybe that's kind of what Jeremiah was thinking himself. 
you know, he didn't have a peace about going to Babylon. So he's like, I'm just going to stay here. Yeah, and then I wonder if he wrote Lamentation then. When he stayed there. He stayed. That's kind of a history. Uh huh. Maybe, maybe so. He was, he was there. So Jim's saying maybe he wrote the Book of Lamentations probably after the captivity here. So yeah. Well, let's look at this next section, and this gives us kind of some insight about his day and age. Uh, who can read verses 7 and 8 for us back in Jeremiah 40? Either one of the Pam's got that? <laughs> when all the captains of the forces which were in the fields, even they, men, heard that the king of Babylon had made Gedaliah the son of Ahitam, governor of the land, and had committed unto him men and women and children and the poor of the land and of them that were not carried away captive to Babylon. Then they came to Gedaliah, to Mizpah, and even Ishmael the son of Nathaniah and Johanan and Jonathan the sons of Kiriah and Sereah the son of Tanhumeth and the sons of Ephi the Thank you. That was a tough one. Uh, so, <clears throat> the king of Babylon made Gedaliah their governor. I don't know if I spelled that right. Maybe I did. Yeah. So that the word governor goes in your next blank there. And I gave you just a little bit of insight about this guy, Gedaliah. It means Jehovah is great. And he was the son of Ahiakam, the grandson of Shaphan, and that was King Josiah's secretary. And he is now made governor of Mizpah. And he was over the poor of the land. So, uh, as we read last week, Nebuchadnezzar, they infiltrated Jerusalem. They sat in the gate. The captains of uh, Nebuchadnezzar became, uh, they, they, they conquered Jerusalem. And they carried away all the captives of Jerusalem except for the poor of the land. And uh, so they wanted people to stay there and be vine dressers. And, uh, you know, here today, if if we let a field grow up, and uh, uh, Emmett, I don't know if you guys have ever had land, any of your land in the CRP program. Years ago. Years ago. And it's like a 10-year program, wasn't it? Right. But even then, you're supposed to brush hog it or... Every three years or something, you do part of it. But it, it just grows up or uh, you get sprouts and... Uh, Trees. Yeah, by then. So, so anyway, we know if we just leave land idle, it... Uh, naturally grows up with weeds and sprouts and thistles and mm-hmm. thorn trees and uh, so they left the poor of the land there to care for it and be vine dressers and then they, they made this Gedaliah the governor and the reason I, I put that word in your blank is we need to remember that there's no more kings uh, he's called a governor so essentially uh, Babylon, Babylon ruled over the the Jews, but they let them kind of govern themselves. And it was a little bit that way in Jesus' time because, um, you know, Ro- Rome was in charge, but uh, was it Herod or Pilate? They, they called him governor. Uh, Herod was kind of a Jew, but uh, he was under Roman 
Roman power. So anyway, so even up till today, really till 1947, uh, 48, when... Uh, the Jews today have a prime minister. They they don't really have a king even today. So Jesus Jesus is going to come back and he's going to be that king. But uh, anyway, it's good to see that um, Gedaliah was a governor. And so uh, all these captains... So you, you can imagine if the enemy is attacking Jerusalem... Uh, little pockets of people are able to flee. So now that Jerusalem's conquered, some of these pockets of people are coming back to Gedaliah. And they, they've got... Uh, so there's this Ishmael, uh, Gohanan, Jonathan, Syria, the sons of Ephi, and Jezerin, and their men. So all these people kind of come back to, to Gedaliah and uh, are going to kind of serve with him. And then in verses 9 and 10, let's read 9 and 10. And uh, the other, Pam, Anderson, would you read those? And Gedaliah, the son of Achim, the son of Shaphan, swore unto them and to their men, saying, Fear not to serve the Chaldeans, dwell in the land, and serve the king of Babylon, and it shall be well with you. One more. As for me, behold, I will dwell at my prophets of the Chaldeans, which will come unto us, but ye gather ye wine and some fruits and oil, and put them in your vessels, and dwell in in your cities that ye have taken. So, uh, this Gedaliah, he's going to have them stay in the land and serve the Babylonians, which is what Jeremiah wanted him to do. But I wondered why he he dwelled at Mizpah. And I think part of the reason is Jerusalem is destroyed. There's, there's probably not much there. And so Mizpah, I think, was a few miles to the north. I looked at that a little bit. I, I didn't make a note on it, but Okay, yeah, it does say it's north of Jerusalem, and it's it's where Shennacherib, the king of Assyria, and Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and Titus, the Roman conqueror of Jerusalem, they got their first view of the city of Jerusalem. I guess you can see Jerusalem from Mizpah, and I gave you some references there. <clears throat> but anyway, that's where uh, Gedaliah is going to... So that's, that's what goes in your blank, this word uh, Mizpah. M-I-Z-P-A-H kind of like Mizzou Mizzou Ra uh, so my my teaching point here and uh, you might laugh at this unless you're a leader but get, this is the Gedaliah principle is work with what or who you have the word have because uh, if if you're in a position of leadership let's take uh, Dave Branham here he's over our kitchen and probably probably David would like to have another person or two he would probably I mean we've talked about needing a better refrigerator the one we have runs all the time and it's keeping up but we don't know for how long. But you kind of got to work with what you got, right? And, and so this is kind of a... You know, I imagine Gedaliah is like, you know, Ishmael, Johanan, Jonathan, Syriai, these sons of... You guys, you guys took off and ran away, and now you're wanting to come back and you're wanting to help me? But... You know they are the Jewish people, so they are God's people, and uh, you know they kind of fled out of necessity, and so you know we don't want to dog them too bad. And um, 
you know, th- those of you that serve with me in life issues, we see people come back to the Lord, don't we? And and sometimes those are people that are kind of left for wrong reasons and and uh, wrong circumstances, and maybe they took off with. Uh, you know, because of a bad relationship, maybe they relapsed. But now they're coming back, and so we we do want to accept those people. And sometimes it's hard, and sometimes it's uh, difficult to forget. Uh, sometimes it's uh, we can forgive, but it's more difficult to forget. But uh, I, I don't know. Does anybody else have any thoughts about that? But I'm just kind of picture myself as Gedaliah. And, you know, the, the, the city's been destroyed, so Gedaliah's probably been displaced himself. And he's like, oh, man, I'm leader over this ragtag bunch of misfits. And, you know, oh, you want to come back and serve now? And you think those things, or maybe he did, maybe he didn't. What, what are you guys thinking as you read that? <coughs> Maybe welcome with open arms. Maybe they're like, man, we're glad you're here. We could use your help. Maybe it, maybe he did have the right heart, or you know, maybe there's some time of prayer about that. What, what do you guys think? I thought it was nice of the Babylonians not to burn the fields and everything. Uh huh. To leave them there to prosper. Uh huh. The Babylonians would prosper. From what they harvested. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I saw a vase one time and it had pictures of the Chaldeans and they were hauling off people and they actually had hooks in their jaw. Uh. And that's why I'm uh. they took the chains off his hands. I thought, wow, that was a much better deal than, uh. than uh, hooking the jaw. Uh. That was really bad. I think there is a reference somewhere about that, about the hook thing. And I don't think Gedaliah petitioned for that position. He was disappointed. Yeah. You know, I don't know, sometimes, especially at work, I've been drafted to do things with people, teams, or whatever. So I kind of have empty for Gedaliah. He didn't ask for it necessarily. So he, he might have a little resentment. Yeah. Maybe he. Yeah. Well, I don't see. I I don't. <clears throat> by reading the whole chapter, I don't see any resentment. I don't see yeah. any that, yeah. um, evidence that we should think that he had resentment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that little statement. So the reason I even said that. Uh, it came up in one of our pastors' meeting. Brian just made that statement that kind of resonated with me. He's like, you know, men, we just got to work with what we've got. We just have to work with what we have. And like, well, you know, that's true. We, we do want this, that, or the other. And we would, and, and, and maybe it was, you know, we had, uh, you know, we, we sent out the group to Clinton, Missouri. And, uh, at the time, I thought, you know, this is pretty cool, but but then there was a lot of empty seats too, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, some of these did work in our children's work, and then you know, it's kind of like, darn, they're gone, and uh, and I keep up a little bit with with uh, some of the folks there, but anyway, uh, anyway, those are just just some thoughts as. As as you lead people, or you're over some responsibility, uh, you know if, if that's where God has placed you, and you know Gedaliah, like you're saying, Pam, doesn't show that he was resentful, and he did have to step up and. And like for me, <clears throat> I uh, use this personally when I see areas that you know I sit back and wonder. Why? Why don't they do that? Why wouldn't they just do? I, it would be good for me to remember this. That ministry is working with what they have. Mm. So for us to sit back and yeah. say, you know, they could have done. Yeah, or, yeah. Or I don't really like the way they. It's easier to do. Yeah. Unless it's you. And this is a real good for me. Me, me too. Yeah. When Brian said that, well, we got to work with what we've got. Go. Like, oh. You know. He, 
Yeah. You must have known him. Yeah. I'm not going to believe that about Ishmael. Yeah. He's not going to do this. Right. He, well, why don't you read 15 and 16, Pam? Oh. Then Johanan, the son of Korea, spake to Gedaliah in Mishpah, secretly saying, Let me go, I pray thee, that I will slay Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, and no man shall know it. Wherefore should he slay thee, that all the Jews which are gathered unto thee should be scattered, and the remnant in Judah perish? But Gedaliah, the son of Ahiakim, said unto Johanan, the son of Tereus, Thou shalt not do this thing, for thou speakest falsely of mm. Ishmael. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, well, let, let me say this while it's kind of fresh in my mind. Maybe, yeah, like you're saying, Pam, he knew this guy on some level, and he just he just couldn't believe that there was a plot to kill. And I hope all of us are this way. You know, you can kind of be paranoid and think everybody's out to get you. That's not good. But. Uh, so this let me give you an example from my life uh, back when I was doing the jail ministry and I've told this story before so forgive me if but it, it kind of uh, adds to this story I think but uh, there was a young man on Friday night who was going to stand before the judge for sentencing the very next week and, and I and so we were in small group, and we were out in the trailers. And I, I said, "Well, well, so and so." I said, "It doesn't seem like you're repentant about this," because he had told us he did the crime. He he did what he was accused of doing, but to him it wasn't a big deal, or it wasn't wrong, or something. Well. The, his judge was the drug court judge, and, and I knew the judge. Well, it turns out that in court the next week, the judge said, well, well, sir, it doesn't seem like you're repentant about this crime. So the judge told him the exact same thing that I told him. Well, in his mind, Steve talked to the judge. So next thing I know... I get a letter from his mom and it's they're just railing on me like you know you have no right to you know do this and our whole church is praying for you to step down from the pastor of your church or your group and it it just hit me it's like you know I've I've helped these are people I have helped and supported for months now and they're praying for my demise, you know, and against me. And and uh, but Randy Randy Foster said something. Help me. He said something like, "Well, Steve, I guess you know that not everybody's going to like you, right? <laughs> something. You know, it's kind of the obvious. Yeah. But it's like, well, no, I didn't know. I thought everybody should like me. <laughs> so." I guess Gedaliah may have been underneath that little bit of why would somebody want to kill me? You know, the the Babylonian king appointed me here. And uh, so anyway, for whatever reason, he, he didn't believe it. But one thing I thought was good about Johanan, and, and this was your next blank, uh, he was interested in this remnant. That was in your next blank there. That that word came up twice because Johanan was concerned that the Jews would be scattered and this remnant would, would perish. He's like, man, if they killed uh, Gedaliah, you know, we're already, our country's in a mess. So he, he kind of, so I thought that was good of Johanan to want to preserve and then uh, the the last blank I had there, 
is that uh, Gedaliah should have trusted his leader. So he, uh, just the word trusted. Now, one thing I try to do, and uh, something was brought to me on Friday night, uh, an issue, and uh, I think this is almost like six different times in the Bible that uh, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. And so... uh, if if Dave comes to me and says, Steve, I'm having tr- trouble working with Jim. He's a liar. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I haven't experienced that. But if Emma comes to me and say, man, Jim told me this, and that's just a bold-faced lie. <laughs> if, if, I have, if I have two or three people tell me that Jim's a liar, then, you know, then I need to probably say something. But if Dave tells me, it's like, okay, you know, I'm just going to hang that. And so, so somebody told us something Friday night. I'm like, okay, maybe. I'm going to kind of let it play out and maybe it's true and so you know out of the mouth of two or three witnesses so 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 maybe maybe it was kind of early to trust his leadership maybe he didn't really know this Johanan very good uh but at some point you do need to trust your leaders and and know that they uh support you and uh this man uh had the the uh, welfare of the country in mind, so it seemed like there there wouldn't be a reason not to believe him. But uh, <clears throat> let's read the first three verses of the next chapter. Uh, can, I had you guys put your Bibles way too soon, didn't I? Uh, who, who wants to read those first three verses, uh, Jim? You want it? Yeah, I got it. <clears throat> Now it came to pass in the seventh month that Ishmael, the son of Naaman, the son of Elisha, the, of the seed royal, and the princes of the king, even ten men with him came unto Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, Mizpah, and there they did eat bread together in Mizpah. Then arose Ishmael, the son of Naaman, and the ten men that were with him, and smote Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, with the sword. And slew him, who the king of Babylon had made governor over the land. Ishmael also slew all the Jews that were with him, even with Gedaliah and Mizpah, and the Chaldeans that were found there, and the men of war. Yeah, it's, it's brutal, yeah. isn't it? So. So anyway, I think the word was spoiler alert. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. Um, so yeah, so it turns out it's true. This Johanan was right on. He this uh, this Ishmael did have uh, he was plotting to kill Gedaliah, and he he did kill him. So uh, I thought I would do this. Oh, did it die on me? Well, it wasn't any secret. That's what surprises me that, you know, probably a lot of people knew that he was intending to kill him. Huh. Did I do it the wrong order? Now there it is. <laughs> I changed this just a little bit from the... I don't know if I got the right one in here or not yet. Probably not. <clears throat> so this is just now. Shoot. So I, I don't know if you can see this very good. Probably not. But. Uh, Uh, 
So anyway, you see, uh, Jeremiah became, he started being a prophet. Uh, There's a chance that, something I read this week said that the first 12 chapters of Jeremiah was when Josiah was still on the throne. And I didn't know that, but... uh, but anyway, Josiah was kind of one of the last of the good kings, and he reigned for 31 years. And then after him was this Jehoaz, also called Shalem, and he only reigned for three months. And after him was Jehoiakim, also called Eliakim, and he reigned for 11 years. And then you see uh, Jehoiachin also called Jeconiah or Coniah. And we know that name. And he only reigned for three months. And then Zedekiah was the last king. And he was formerly called uh, Mattaniah. And he reigned 11 years. And I think what I don't have... uh, is kind of this, this time frame... Uh, and these, these are kind of approximations. So, if Josiah reigned for 31 years, it was around 641 BC, minus 31 years, around 610 when Jehoaz, and it was still 610 when Jehoiakim became king, and 599, and and then uh, so Judah was carried into Babylonian captivity around 587, 586. So this governors of Jerusalem, what I did on my revised chart is I put uh, Gedaliah here, and Gedaliah was, he was governor for about three months. And then uh, there's this gap of 70 years. And after 70 years, Zerubbabel, he was called a governor. So these three men are called governors in the Bible. <clears throat> and uh, so they came back. Remember Zerubbabel? He laid the foundation of the temple, and uh, he brought back the first wave of the captives. And Ezra, we know Ezra the scribe. And uh, you may not know it, but uh, Ezra, I think, is accredited with starting the uh, Masoretic. Uh, Jim, I don't know if anybody else knows that, but he put a lot of it together, like all the songs, and he assembled. Yeah, so he assembled a lot of our Bible, and some people credit him with uh, starting the Masoretic scribes. And uh, you'll see this uh, that if you if you ever get a Hebrew Bible, it's it's probably the Masoretic text. And so Ezra was this uh, scribe and. <clears throat> And he was a governor. And then Nehemiah, what, what was he famous for? Do you guys remember? The walls, yeah. So he, he so after they built the uh, the foundation of the temple, and uh, I forget at what point the temple was built, but anyway, ne- Nehemiah built the walls and uh, the gates. And he, uh, I think it, was it, uh, was he under Cyrus or was it uh, maybe uh, Xerxes? Oh, that, this, yeah, it was that Cyrus' decree. It was Cyrus' decree to go back and build. Maybe under Xerxes. But, uh, Hardic Xerxes, I think. So, anyway, that's a little bit of history. But ho- hopefully you see Jeremiah's part in this. And uh, I guess there was actually a fourth governor. Uh, so we probably should put uh, Gedaliah right here. And he he lived and reigned for... He was governor for about three months before they were carried away, uh, uh, before this Ishmael killed him. So uh, I'm not as familiar with the rest of this story of uh, Jeremiah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to to reading the rest of this book and uh, we'll, we'll talk about chapter 41 next time but is there any other comments uh, the, these years are kind of 
rough, rough. You know, they could be off a year or two, but anyway, it took it took Nebuchadnezzar about 19 years from the the first siege. Remember, we said that they carried away uh, Daniel and his friends, some of the the uh, the goodly the goodly young folks and uh, into captivity with with Daniel and then uh, the second wave they, they would have taken Ezekiel and uh, more of the, the craftsmen and people that would benefit Babylon and then this last uh, th- these few hundred people at the end I mean they were uh, really it was Zedekiah's was the last whenever Nebuchadnezzar took over Jerusalem. So anyway, uh, we're reading some historical things, and hopefully it's interesting to you. We're trying to make some application. Uh, I, I gave you just some things about leadership that, uh, that, that I need to know, that I need to hear, that I need to heed and, uh, you know, take credence to. And so... Uh, Anyway, yeah, Jim. I might mention, uh, since we're on this, this is not Bible necessarily, but we hear this a lot. This little power vacuum that's going on right now, you know, the Babylonians have left and Jeremiah's kind of... This is when uh, historians say Jeremiah took the ark and went down into Egypt and hid it. Ah. And, uh, which is not the Bible or anything. I don't think he did that, but that's a popular teaching that yeah, I've seen that on like the History Channel and I, I see it all the time. So you're saying that uh, history, history recorded or some bio, some stories, yeah, that Jeremiah himself may have taken the Ark of the Covenant, yes, and taken it down into Africa to Ethiopia, yes, down into the Egypt down in there. And there's there's a city down there of these natives that like say they have it. And, uh, there's a real famous archaeologist. He's kind of a modern day Indiana Jones, named like Corrick. He hangs out with Chuck Missler and some of those guys, and he claims that it's all down there, and he's wrote a lot of books, and it's just gaining traction. But I just think that's interesting. And they won't let anybody in there to... Yeah, they natives won't let anybody in. Yeah. So are you saying Egypt or Ethiopia? Egypt. Down in Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. So. All right. I don't know. That'd be a good YouTube search right there. Yeah, there's a lot on it. What, what would you What would you Google or what would you YouTube? What would you say? Uh, the Ark, Ark, Jeremiah, Ark, e- Egypt. Uh, I don't remember the name of the tribe. Uh, but. All right. Well, hopefully people on Facebook could hear that. If you want to look up a YouTube video and Cornuck, David Cornuck. Yeah, da- David Cornuck with yeah, a K. I with a K. Yeah. I, I have. And I think I may have seen one of those, and I kind of forget some of the details, so that would be good for me to look at again too. So, so yeah, Jim's saying just there's kind of a, a leadership vacuum here, and so Jeremiah, the Bible does say that he stayed there in the land. Um, so we'll we'll see what becomes of our hero next week. But anyway, yeah, who gets to be governor now? Yeah, evidently. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe nobody. It's kind of kind of like at the end of Judges. There, there's there's no king in Israel, and every man does that which is right in his own eyes. So, all right. Well, let's uh, do close in prayer and uh, let out a couple minutes early today. Uh, Lord, we uh, <clears throat> we bow our heads. We ask you to enlighten us. We we all sit here, we, we see the same things, we hear the same things, and, and yet, Lord, our our own uh, environment, our own upbringing, our own understanding uh, is different. And so, Lord, I uh, pray you'll give each of us what we need from today's lesson. We do uh, thank you for your word that you've preserved this uh, 20... 2,500-year-old story, Lord. We we can read the details. We can uh, contemplate some of these outcomes. And, and Lord, you, uh, you know our hearts. So I pray you just stir us to be uh, uh, just better believers. Lord, we, uh, we know uh, uh, our behavior is just really governed by what we believe and 
And so, Lord, just uh, help us to be better believers in your word. I pray we'll take these things to heart. I pray you just stir in us to, to be uh, better better leaders, better servants to you. And I, I just know, uh, Jeremiah, you just kept saying a, a word from the Lord came to him. And so, Lord, help us to be like Jeremiah, that we want to hear your word. We want to proclaim it. We want to tell others. We want to uh, be effective witnesses for you in these last days. And so uh, just help us dismiss us with your blessing now. And we'll just uh, be careful to give you the honor and glory for everything you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, we'll sign off Facebook. Thank you for joining us. We'll see some of you soon. Oh, good. Good. It's hard to know uh, what to bring out. And yeah. Are they real? Sing it.